And I always laugh because most women, I feel, do stuff to prove a point. I'm like, you want to motivate me? Tell me I can do it. And it's done. I'll have what what she's she's having. Welcome to another edition of Confidence Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Tony. It's the She Talks Confidence podcast, of course. Usually, it, I've got Jessica Sell on today. And usually what I do is just I take a piece of the show like later on, and then I use it as the front bumper, like at the very beginning, like the cold open at the beginning. But I hit the record button. I hit the record button when you were talking about the whole thing about tell a woman that she can't do it and she'll do it. And I'm just going to keep that. Thanks for being here, Jessica. I really appreciate it. She's a principal broker with tour properties in the reason that Jessica's on today is because her story takes many turns and it's very compelling in terms of finding yourself and going through burnout and dealing with massive loss and then coming out in the end and trying to figure stuff out. I always joke because I'm like, most people don't say that, oh, she worked at Coyote Ugly. That would make a great real situation. <laughs> you tend to just stay where you are. It's comfortable. You get a promotion, you're working. And I was bartending. I went to school for sound engineering, and but I got a promotion to move to Austin and manage. And so you're just, you know, 23. I was 24 at the time. Like, yeah, I'll do this. And the next thing, you're 27. So I never did anything with that with school. Right. And I just kept bartending. And then you blink, and you're 27, and you're you've been managing, living that bar life, and you're like, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. My sister actually had a daughter, and I always say that Amara was my first love, and I moved back home, and I knew I always had an interest in real estate, but I knew when I moved home to Tennessee, that's where I would want to pursue that. And so I got on a team where I was on that team for six years, and so that was my whole career. You just blink, and six years goes, skip to 2019 chain of events. My dad passes COVID, best year of my life in 2020 financially, but mentally and running from grief, helping with funeral costs and my little brother and sister to just take care of everything, avoiding taking care of myself. And then you just have mixed realities of everyone saying that's so good that you're busy. And I hate that word busy. And you feel like everyone's having the worst year ever. You're like, okay, I should feel lucky that I have a job. And I was, but I was exhausted. And so I just quit. I was like, I'll finish my deals. I'm just done. Did you properly grieve through all of that at the time? Or were you just keeping busy to not do that? I think like in that moment, the problem with burnout is that you don't really see it coming. And I always say the problem is that you don't know there's a problem. And so how do you identify a problem that you can't see coming? And so I always say that I burn out so bad I spun out. And until you like been out, you're forced to pause and slow down and pick yourself back up. So I just quit. And I I think everyone thought I would get out of real estate. And I love what I do. But I felt like it had turned on me. What was the internal conversation in your head during the spin out? I think that's why anyone goes through those major life changes because you have these conflicting realities, right? Like 
I love this, but I'm hating my life right now. Like I love my kids, but I'm exhausted. I don't know who I am. And and that's okay. Two things can exist at once, but it makes you feel crazy. How do you live in that gray area? And my dad was my anchor. And so that was really tough. And I hadn't really processed it and stopped to understand what was going on. And so I just took time. And it's hard because you're at the end of 2020 and thinking, I've never worked outside of this team. Why would I quit at the height of my career? And can I do this on my own? So you're just taking that leap of faith when you have no desire to work at all. You're just exhausted. (laughs) Was there a straw that broke the camel's back on that? Or was it just a slow burn until you finally just jumped out of the fire? I think both. Like I I remember going on a vacation and I just couldn't get any help. And I kept saying, I'm going to leave after this or I'll leave after this. And then I think you just get tired of it. And so you'll never know if you don't just take that leap. So I did. And I was like, I'll just figure it out. Did you have a plan when you finally said, I can't, I just can't do this anymore at all? I knew, I knew I wanted to be a broker after three years, but it was going on six years. I still hadn't been a broker. I had failed my broker test when I start because I never studied. And I was like, you got to study and actually take it. And I I knew I wanted to, I just wanted to work for myself, by myself, take time. But it's really hard to slow down when you're used to being in a fast car. Slowing down feels really unsafe, especially in a commission-based job. And that's what I teach now is take the pressure off. And nobody wants to hear that. They're like, how do I get there faster? How do I build more? And is this more is better? But you're missing out on the quality of life in the quality of connection or rushing from one appointment to the next. And we're never really where we are. We're never present with who's right in front of us. And at the time, we had really had a referral-based business. And that whole first year in 2021, I started traveling more and some clients would just call me and wait for me. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't have to be by my phone 24-7. And I started seeing a different way of of working. And I bought this Sprinter van. I was on a trip out west in Moab, I think. I was going to Zion and looking at it on this app. And I was, I'll just go see it. And I kept thinking I would get a no somehow. Like the bank would be like, no. And they're like, yeah, you go ahead. And I passed my broker test. I started my brokerage. And I put my logo on the side and I went to Zion and I drove it home. And the whole way home, I was, what am I thinking? Who buys a Sprinter van? I felt like an insane person. But at the same time, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. I'm cool. And I remember calling and writing an offer from the desk in the back. And just, I was like, this is what life could be like. Cause I never really traveled. I'm from Nashville, was raised here. And so I just kept feeling doors were opening up. So what did the van represent to you then? For buying just the van. Freedom and your eyes open up to a new. They always say the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. It's mm-hmm. you just, you think there's only one way to do business. And then my clients would call me and I kept getting business. And you're like, wow, 
I've been doing something right this whole time where you think it's because you're just responsive and I have to do it this way. And they didn't care. They thought it was awesome that I worked out of a band. They, they just didn't care. They loved my service and who I was. And I felt like I could be me and I didn't have to be in this box. I could be in this other box, this van box, mm -hmm. and still have a business. And it was just proof. I think instead of having to prove myself, I was getting proof that there was another way. Were you and trying it, to prove yourself to yourself or were you trying to prove yourself to other people? I, I always say, show me a high achiever. I'll show you a trauma response, right? Like, it's, oh, so and it's so true. I'm like, what do you yeah. have to prove? Like, one of my favorite, if you're a Brene Brown fan, she does a the HBO special Atlas of the Heart and she talks about grounded confidence. And our biggest, probably the quote I say the most time, all the time is, her concept of near enemies and the near enemy of grounded confidence is being a knower and a prover, having to prove yourself. And it's and real grounded confidence is being a learner and you listen. Mm -hmm. And it says, I'm not here to be right. I'm here to get it right. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to clients, like I always say, you have to have patience and take the pressure off and educate. And it's not about getting them in a house. It's about getting them in the right house. And they have to come on their own. You can't just pressure. I think pressure is what really scares people away. That's sales. You may be a good salesman, but are they going to come back to you when they go to sell the house? And so I say we're in the relationship business, not sales. Anyone can sell and you may make that one paycheck, but if they don't refer you and they wouldn't come back to you, then you have lost. You've, you've wasted that deal. Did you have that mindset? Before you got burned out when you initially started for that. I think I've always had that mindset and that's why people came back to me because I've always cared about the mission and the people, but I didn't know it. I didn't know that I had it the whole time. Like I didn't know that, oh, loving people is like really all that matters. I could be myself because I worked for a guy who wore a suit all the time, but he also was very fit in that box, the business box. And when you come from being a bartender and you're like, okay, I got to wear this pantsuit every day and these heels. And I just felt uncomfortable. I overcorrected. And so I just didn't feel like me. And people can feel when you're not authentic. And there's a, I went to a Zillow conference at that same, when I heard Brene Brown speak one year and they said two things that people look for in an agent is responsiveness and trust. But the thing about trust is that people don't trust perfect. And at the time I blew it off because I was like, oh, no wonder I'm doing so good because I'm, I'm all over the place. But it didn't really hit me that um, people don't trust the yes man, the car salesman. They want you to be honest. Hey, this house is nice, but I think we can do better. And I think it's really hard for people to be humble and say, I'm not the expert yet, but I know someone and I can figure it out. And everyone wants to be the expert overnight. And it just doesn't work that way. If you want to build a lasting career, have confidence in where you're at and love your experience. Do you think it's harder for women to, to get to that? Oh, mindset? yeah. I think we're already like already when you walk in a room, you feel like you have to come present a certain way and have something to prove. I think that's 
so often we have to either have proof or show proof. We can't just have that confidence and be like, okay, just wait and see. We have to feel like we have to earn the right to be in the room. How did you get out of it to get back to your more authentic confidence self? I'm always in my head and I think slowing down and being in your body and really preparing. I always say no one can prepare you for you better than you. For me, it's not about you need to have your makeup and this and that. I like to feel prepared. So if I know and I've done my homework, I feel confident walking in a room. It's whatever makes you feel prepared in that space and embodied and not, and I hate being rushed. If someone's talking a mile a minute, talking over me, there's nothing that says, it's like salespeople that are like, you have to buy it now or um, you're not confident in what you're selling. Because if you're confident, you'll come back to me. And if not, you're not for me. I feel like it's, you know, I'm being protected. You're probably a terrible client. <laughs> like, right? after yeah. I'm it like, be worth it, right? Yeah. Not for me. It's like, yeah, God, for sure. There's been a lot of times I've walked in a room and I feel like I've tried to pitch myself and I'm like, why did you do that? And so noticing and observing, I always say, what can you learn from that experience? And I think we're so hard on ourselves. And if more people were honest about, especially for our children, I always say it's progress, not perfection. Like practice makes progress. And if we were more honest about our experiences behind the scenes, it would be great for the world because I think we all feel that way. I think that's where the power lies in the authenticity and being honest and being vulnerable. And that's why I, I think women have this with the clients that I've had over the years, the one thing I keep shaking my head and is I, I, you don't realize the amount of power that you have, the amount of confidence that you can have and you just don't recognize because you have this attachment or this understanding of your vulnerability and it's such a power uh, to have that. But it's interesting to me that it, it and it's, of course, the younger's coming into anything, and I'm sure that now being a veteran in this industry, they feel as though they have to prove themselves. When you see a younger woman come in and, and you can sense it right away when they're throwing out that, when they have the mask on or when they try, they're trying to paint that outward picture uh, of perfection or being on board or trying to overcompensate what's happening. Do you take them aside? Do you, how do you approach it? Are you going to mentor her? I love her mentor. I was watching this video the other day and it's so true. You can't tell. I'll say, do you remember this artist? And they're like, I don't know who that is. I'm like, how old am I? They're like, you're I'm like, you know who that is? I'm like, you hit that age. I'm 36, but I feel 40. Yeah. I'm going oh, yeah, out there yeah. in And I'm like, yeah. you don't know who that is? And I'm like, right. get out of this. Get out of my house. Like, I can't. So I feel like I still think I'm this age and people will be like, never heard of them. I'm like, you don't know. And so it really throws me off. But there's some generations that also have, I feel like we're coming up on some that have crazy confidence, like oblivious confidence where I'm well, like. And, yeah, what? but that overconfidence, that unearned confidence, that's not confidence. That's just, <laughs> that's like ego nonsense is what that is. It's, it's bravado and it's arrogance. Some people that also are like unaware. Right. Right. That would be like unaware. They're like, yeah. no, yeah. And I'm like, you don't even know. And then they come back right. and they're that was much harder. I'm like, yeah, it's like Kanye confidence. They really think right. that happened for them. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, you go ahead and do that. You'll laugh at this. 
I had a broker call me one time. She goes, do you know so-and-so? And I said, and my first thought, what did he do? Because you're like, you want to be like, I've never heard of him. Yeah. So, uh, she, he had just signed up. He signed up faster than any agent I've ever seen. Um, we just agreed. And I had just started my brokerage, just doing onboarding. And he had already gone through everything. And he's ready to go. And he goes to show a house. And he didn't even do his century lock yet. He hadn't even oh. done he doesn't know how to get in a house. He's just there. He's showing and he's there and he's trying to get in the house. And the agent calls me. I don't know what he's doing or how he got this far. And she's saying he's trying to break in and he's not a real agent. I wanted to do was say, I've never heard of him. Just to, of course. Just like, come down a few blocks and be like, what are uh, you doing? But embarrassingly, I'm like, he belongs to me. Yeah, that's my. I'm like, what are you doing? What did you, how did you think you were going to get in? You think it just, you wave your hand and the door opens? So there's sometimes where you want to just, because that's the only way you learn. I always say there's no substitute for experience. Nothing sticks with you until you go through it. Which means you have to be okay with falling on your face. You have to be okay with failing and you have to be okay with making mistakes. Yeah, but as a boss, as a broker, you have to be okay with letting them. Yes. And have it and watching. What's going to happen? As a parent, oh my gosh, uh -huh. it's so, that's the worst to watch your kid go through heartbreak. It really trains you and it trains us all to learn to be better listeners, more vulnerable, not fixers. You have to just take life lighter. I was so rigid um, when I was, and it makes me really good at my job. I don't miss a fee, I mind the details. But at the end of the day, who wants to hang out and or date that girl that you're like, wow, she's really on it. There's nothing wrong with that. But again, there has to be some level of balance in there, right? Yeah. There is no room for flexibility. And life control is really just a perception, right? You can't really control anything. And so being able to laugh, it, that didn't go how I wanted it to go at all. So try again tomorrow, I think is where the confidence comes. And I think that trusting in yourself is not that we make the right decisions like overthinking okay which way do i go it's that we can handle whatever consequences come from those decisions okay i'm going to be able to handle whatever's on the other side of that and if and if you have a choice between a couple three or four different things or whatever how do you know it's the right decision people hate to hear it because our culture is primed to go fast like I say, fast car, fast pedal. To slow down and really ask yourself twice to make sure you're not in your head and you're in your body and what feels aligned because we are so quick to react and it's the power is really in the pause. And I know people say that all the time, but it's in the response and not the reaction. And so that's where I've learned to man, I wish I wouldn't have said that. I really wanted to say this. And we're so quick to, we got to have the answer quick. And it's okay, but with that extra like five minutes to say, let me think on that. If you ask yourself, is this need to be done right now? The answer is usually no. Yeah, the power is in the pause. Because then you can align your intuition. You can align your thoughts and or, or your knowledge of what's going on. Uh, you can take your calculated risk. It's on the pause instead of reacting. And, they, and I think right. people think they got to get there first to be right. 
I feel like I, the older I get, these these old sayings are so true. It's like you are yeah, what welcome, you welcome to the club. Oh my gosh, you really are what you eat. And when your parents are like, drink more water, get your sleep. And it's Rome wasn't built in a day. The tortoise really does win. And yeah. so all of these things are so true for a reason. They stick around because they're there's something to it. You were talking about the, the generation before you and the stuff coming up. And you're like, well, you don't know who that band is or all that. I've been through that twice already. I went through that with the millennials and now I'm going through with the Gen Z's. And so I'm like, oh man, uh, but I can't wait. I can't wait to right. be an old lady. I'll be right. I'm already there. I joke. I, I say that I'm like 80 years old in my soul and I'm trapped in this 30 year old body. I'm not for this generation. I just complain about the youths of today. And I, I'm not for it. I'm not with it. I'm go to bed at nine. My friends all there. Like they don't, they're like, I don't go out. But I used to go all the time. And mm -hmm. I think that I, I think maybe those years at Coyote Ugly really did me in. I'm like, I've lived enough life. I'm old and wise. Just, hey, listen, on. when you know what you know, and then you find your groove, then it's your groove. Own it. Jessica Sell with Principal Thank Broker you. with Tour Properties. Is there a place, an email, a website that anybody wants to get a hold of you to chat or even talk about real estate? You're in the Nashville area, right? Yeah, Nashville. I live in Franklin, anywhere around the greater Nashville area. And you can go to our website at tourproperties.com or same with Instagram, tourproperties.com. You can find us pretty easy. Sounds good. Thanks, Jessica. I really appreciate it. And Thank of course, you. for... Thanks. And for me, if you want to get all of me, it's TonyDufresne.com or TheConfidenceDoc.com. And then you can go to the website. I've got the new ebook that's out, which is based on my keynote and my core online program thing. And it's called Transform Your Life. It's your confidence for women. You can get that for less than a grande PSL and a K-pop. So if you want to change your life or change your life and save yourself 800 empty calories, do that. Anything else, you can get a hold of me at Tony at Confidence, at confidencedoc.com. Hope things are good and I will find you next week.